We're putting the band back together. Now, who here at this table can honestly say that they played any finer or felt any better than they did when they were with the Blues Brothers? Welcome back to our fifth season of Delayed Offside. Yes, you thought we were gone for good, but we're never leaving. I'm your host, Adam, and this is your co-host. Baron, not Pilon. Nope. Stupid bastard couldn't make it. We cut him. He's gone. Got yep. rid of him. His voice was lulling the audience to sleep. He was tearing us apart, but uh, we're getting the band back together. Now, Ryan couldn't make it tonight um, for some reason. I don't really, you know. He always has an excuse, but uh, we got him to contribute in a new uh, in a new uh, segment that we're going to be adding to the delayed off side, which we'll get to when it's time. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at, and uh, we've been gone since February, so we're going to start with the trade deadline acquisitions and try to catch up from there. <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, some worked out, some didn't. There. <laughs> Who would have thought, eh? So the St. Louis Blues, Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, a real shocker there, uh, especially, you know, when we recorded in February. We weren't really looking at the St. Louis Blues as contenders at that point because they had fallen way back. They were the worst in the league in January. It was Yeah, December, January, they were the worst in the league. But by February, they were they were picking up a little bit more. But I don't think you yeah. would have thought, hey, man, these guys are going to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, not at all. And if you were Ryan Pilon, he would say, statistics say they are out. And he would also say uh, he would also break up half of his speech by talking about uh, the Leafs, the Leafs, or Morgan Riley. <laughs> well, you know the problem with St. Louis, Morgan Riley is such a good defender, and you're like, did you even hear what you said, man? And he just he doesn't, and or he just so worried. yeah, or or he just worried. goes on about Tyler Bozak and how great Tyler Bozak yeah, is and how great talks, Tyler Bozak was. Bozak's like, yeah. amazing. Bozak yeah. when he was on the Leafs, this blah blah blah. Uh, here's a fun Pilon fact though: yeah. hates Mike Babcock hates him just when you get him ranting he just goes on mike babcock and i don't know why you know babcock's a very well decorated coach so we'll have to learn what upsets him so much about that but we'll find out sometime here in the future when pilon eventually shows his head again um so yeah what are your thoughts on the championship like what do you think is that uh is it a great like i think it's a great sports story but like what is what is where is this going to be remembered for what is this the significance of this win I think exactly that. It's just going to go down as kind of that Cinderella story. They were last in the league in January. They fought their way back. They played heavy hockey. And then apparently with uh, winning with the heavy hockey, you know, parity in the league, everyone's got to be heavier again. So are we going to see teams trying to get heavier, which we kind of have over the offseason? Or are we going to see them still stick with speed? Um, It's interesting. It was a, a quirky kind of group of guys you had ryan o'reilly who was losing his passion for hockey when he was in buffalo uh coming in and kind of really hitting his stride with the st louis blues everyone loses their passion in buffalo for some reason i don't know why yeah and they're looking actually pretty good this year um but they really they brought back heavy hockey and they also really got by on the flash of luck that uh, beginner's luck in the nhl of bennington and he played solid for them in the playoffs. And, you know, they also had a bit of puck luck. Like, honestly, that series could have been over with that Jamie Benn wraparound. Yeah, you think so? Absolutely. If that was a goal, I think that really could have clinched that series. That was game seven. That was game seven, overtime, I believe. Uh, Jamie Benn had the wraparound on Bennington in overtime, and it just hit his pad on the line and bounced out. So... It, well, we could have been looking at something different. Hockey is statistically the game where luck plays a bigger role than uh, than anything else, right? Like yeah. It's not like basketball where you can have a super team of three or four guys. It's not a, it's not a team a thing where you can have one guy make your team from a nothing to a competitor. You're not having the same guy on for the entire game, right? And uh, having Biddington 
kind of rallied the team, gave them some confidence. The coaching change was huge. I think that helped a lot too once they finally bought in. Well, and, they bought in huge on his. And they ground people down. Uh, was, as for meaning, I think it's a meaningful whenever a city that has a long-suffering fan base wins something. I think that's huge. Oh, yeah. Um, the stuff with, uh, was it, is it Layla or Lila? Yes, uh, I think it was Lila. The stuff with yeah. her, like uh, becoming kind of an emotional uh crutch for them almost i was gonna say like more like a a center point or a a rallying rallying point point. yeah Yeah. and i think that's an important piece there too and that's been kind of a huge part of it um but i i think for me the meaning of this is is that the parody in the nhl or what is it competitive equality or whatever they call it now is at such a state that uh there's always a chance for your team to be in it even when you think they're out so that's kind of one of the neat parts from there uh do you think they're going to repeat this year Uh, it's too tough to say right now i think they lost their good luck charm in patrick maroon um i'm just kidding but uh i i don't know i think they're a better team than they were at the start of the year last year um they've got chemistry where they didn't have it before i i think they have a good chance to push for it do i think they'll make the playoffs yeah i think they're a playoff team uh they need to make it um i don't know can they repeat i don't know man uh there's only been one team that has been able to win back-to-back championships uh in the past couple years and that's the pittsburgh penguins we hadn't seen that. It don't always kind of skip a year with teams, right? Yeah, we're like so you'd the see Kings your LA, you'd Chicago see your Chicago, and then LA, and then Chicago. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's Pittsburgh, fair. and you know what I mean? No, that's fair. Um, I was gonna. Well, maybe this is a little bit for later. I'll. Uh, what do you think? I think this is later for a Pilon thing. Um, I, I think I don't think they're gonna repeat. Uh, not because of that. I, I actually think with someone like Biddington where he came in and he surprised a lot of people, it's going to be harder and harder for him to do that. People are going to go in there now expecting hard games. Um, and I think there's going to be much more footage on him. Cam Ward. Yeah, well, Cam Ward was different. He got married in his, like that summer, and I think mm-hmm. that played an effect in it. And Cam right. Ward had a good career. He didn't exactly have a great team in front of him. That was also a weird aberration year uh, in the NHL. If you look at the teams that got to the final, the teams that got in the playoffs, it wasn't one that made a lot of sense. Um the Blues were always kind of expected to be good. They just weren't at the first half. And I think now they're probably going to be – they're probably going to get in there, but they're not going to have an easy walk. And I honestly think the way the NHL is, the grind, it's going to take its toll on them. And But they do have new defend, defensemen and stuff like right. that. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I just – I personally Right, the acquisition of Justin Falk, which yeah. is kind of huge. It brings a greater depth to that uh, decor, I think. Um it does, but no one's ever really talked about Falk for his defensive prowess, right? No, he was always an uh, offensive And, and, and it guy. makes you wonder if they're going to move out someone like Petriangelo. And if that's the case, uh, I wonder if that's going to be similar to what happened here in um, San Jose with them moving out someone like Joe Pavelski, where you move someone who's been a major part of your team or a heart and soul guy for a while. And does that actually cause other problems that you don't foresee in the team? So those are just some of right. the questions I have. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you wanted to talk about rookies this year. Yeah, no, I just uh, I really wanted to mention, because, uh, you know, you have your eye on kind of a couple guys at the beginning of the year. You know, uh, Kako Keiko? Is that his name? Kapo Keiko? Keiko? Uh, oh, my God. With the New York Rangers. We I'm sorry. prepare <laughs> for everyone, people. <laughs> oh, this is why this is the shit, though. It's fun doing this. Jack Hughes, um, you know, he's looking Capo good with the Keiko. Devils. But at the same time, I just wanted to talk about that um, winger on Buffalo, Olofsson, who's been playing with Jack Eichel uh, on that first line in that power play. Yeah. He's been kind of a powerhouse and I think kind of a dark horse for Rookie of the Year within the first three or four games that they played. Yeah. I was going to say, this early in the season, I think it's borderline impossible to talk about it. Oh, absolutely. Like, I really do. Yeah. But it's, it's always nice to see you surprises, yeah. right? Exactly. And then you've got someone like, Quinn Hughes as well, who's up for that uh, Calder race as well. And, you know, does Ethan Bear take a step uh, towards maybe being a rookie? Um, yeah, no, I just I just thought it'd be kind of an interesting to, thing to kind of talk about because you see uh, them kind of flourish a little bit at the beginning of the year and see 
it'll be interesting to see if they kind of flounder because they're not used to that 82-game pace. But, uh, no, it's been a, a surprising start for that Olofsson. So I just wanted to mention him. Well, he's getting yeah. top-line minutes. So, you know, with well, a guy who is supposed to be the uh, – well, he was the second-best player in his draft and arguably the third-best player in the next two years, which was him and then – uh, Matthew is probably being ahead of him. But, yeah, um, honestly, that's kind of a neat one. Um, the Hughes is always kind of interesting what happens there, but it's also tough, some of those teams. Uh, some teams, it really doesn't matter how great your rookies are because at the end, like, I mean, Rasmus Dahlin last year was supposed to be the guy, and, and he kind of faded down the stretch. You didn't hear so much about him. Right, exactly. And I don't know if that's just a defensive thing or because they put him kind of as a secondary role in a defensive core that had uh, the likes of – Rasmus Ristolainen and um, you know now when he's playing for Buffalo at the beginning of the year he's he's crushing it so far yeah he's looked good but like, he probably Dolan also looks got great. better shape and everything else yeah. too and, uh, some stuff there uh, so we're going to do a Canadian team breakdown I figured we'd start in the west and go east since uh, that's probably you get enough attention out east on your hockey teams so uh, we're going to start with Vancouver so uh, the Vancouver Canucks um, are a team that's kind of been picked by a lot of pundits to uh, be very well, to be in the playoff hunt, to potentially even be in the playoffs uh, due to some of their acquisitions, some of their signings. They locked down some of their players for, I think, what, a five-year contract? Is that what they got? I think so. I think you're right. Uh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to remember who exactly. Okay, so we got Brock Besser who signed a three-year extension, a total of $17.625 million. It's a re-signing contract. So that's a huge one for them. Uh, and he's a cornerstone there in that uh, franchise. Then they signed Michael Furland uh, to a four-year contract of $14 million. That was a free agent signing. Right, and they also brought in Jordy Ben. They signed Tyler Myers, and uh, JT Miller was the other big acquisition. Yeah. Leaving, they lost Marcus Granlund, Ben Hutton, uh, Michael Layton, Derek Pouliot, Lucien, and Ryan Spooner. So they really didn't lose a lot uh, on on their side, but they did actually bring in a, a decent amount of depth on D and yeah. – uh, well, and they re-signed forward. Really, they actually yeah. they did they did bring in some big names um, to kind of complement their young group there, their young core. So it, it makes sense that there's a lot more um, fanfare around it or hype yeah. around the team because they've they've actually plugged up some of their problems. Uh, and right now, I think they just named Bo Horvat the captain today. Yes. So he's just been yeah. named captain of the team, yeah. um, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. Like, honestly, I think that's a, that's a pretty neat piece there. So good for them. Oh, it's huge. And then uh, they extended uh, Edler as well for another two years. Oh, did they? That was another yes, that's right. big one. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, so this is one of the teams that's been on people's list uh, as a potential uh, Stanley Cup playoff team. Or, sorry, I should say a playoff team, not a Stanley Cup team. Um, and the biggest question mark probably still remains around goaltending. Yeah, uh, as their scores are pretty damn good, and as long as their bottom six is better and their D's better, there's no reason why they shouldn't. But they haven't actually had a great start so far. I don't think they've won a game yet. Uh, however, they are currently yeah. leading two nothing against the LA Kings, who are just coming off a back to back. So it's pretty neat that they're able to kind of fire right now as hard as they are on the captain, the captaincy night. But I, yeah. I think moving forward the one concern won't be scoring or, or bottom six or even their decor the, the question is still going to be around Markstrom and goaltending and a lot of people think he's a great goaltender um, I, I think the question's still out there you yeah I think that's a an astute observation uh, with Markstrom uh, there's times you see brilliance and other times you see kind of like uh oh, should have had that you know it kind of reminds me of like I don't want to say it, but Koskinen and Edmonton, mm-hmm. right? There's sometimes you see it, and then other times you're like, ugh. So, no, I I, I I, think you're right. I think they got more depth on the back end. Um, Tyler Myers, to me, that's a guy you're taking a risk on as well because he's a bit of a Band-Aid at times, mm-hmm. um, easily injured. Um, so, so that one's a bit scary, and... Uh, I know the acquisitions they had on forward in J.T. Miller and Furlander there, but um, 
I question the impact they're going to have. I, I think they. I think I, Miller's going to have a good impact. He scores. He's tough. Mm-hmm. He, I think he can grind people down. I think he's he was actually a yeah. pretty hell of a grab. I think anyone you can grab out of Tampa Bay is probably going to improve your team at this stage, at least from last year's team. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah. So uh, that's wasn't he in Carolina? Uh, Fruitland. No, I wouldn't say Fruitland. Oh. I said JT Miller. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's what yeah. we're talking yeah. about. Right. Pay attention. Right. Now. My bad. Jeez. I thought we were talking about Fruitland. Okay. Uh, next team. Uh, Calgary Flames, yeah. Okay, so perfect. The Calgary Flames, uh, they finally signed uh, Matthew Kachuk, which was their really their big goal. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Do you remember how much he got again? Yeah, I do. It's 21 million. So he got 21 million years. over three years. Yeah. Um, they also uh, signed Brandon Davidson, uh, Cam Talbot, and they brought in Milan Lucic, trading off. Uh, Winger James Neal and in let's, return. Let's also not forget Tobias Reeder. Yes. And they all also signed, Oilers. All ex-Oilers. They also signed Tobias Reeder and Zach Ronaldo. And I think they released Devontae Smith-Pelly and Andrew McDonald from their tryouts. Um, and they lost James Neal, Mike Smith, and uh, Michael Stone, who they subsequently re-signed soon as they, like not long <laughs> after they cut him and bought him out for a savings, which is pretty impressive actually at the right. end of the day. Um, so I think that's kind of neat. Um yeah, I don't know. Like, this is an interesting team. This was a, a team that was really good last year, but the biggest question was around goaltending. Um, and so far, Riddich, uh, despite the last game, has looked pretty good in net for Calgary. Um, I also think the other part is that after getting beaten by Colorado, there was an overemphasis on toughness. Um, yeah. that they needed to be more tough to be able to stand in the Stanley Cup and play against these other teams. But I don't think that was actually their issue. I think their issue was just confidence. I completely agree with that uh, as well. I I think the second Colorado won, uh, you could you could see it on the players' faces and in their bodies. Like it w- they knew it was done before it was done. Yeah, and somebody came out and said something like they felt like they tightened up and that they just yeah. couldn't get it back after that. And, and, but it's weird because I don't think it was because Colorado is so physically intimidating, is that right? Bennett? Like, uh, it might have been Sam Bennett that said it, but yeah. I don't remember. Um, Thirty-one thoughts. But I just don't feel like the some of the moves just don't make a ton of sense to me. So Cam Talbot, they're hoping for a rebound, so that I understand. You're not paying him a lot of money. The one catch there is that he's had two bad years, essentially. And right now you're riding your main goalie, which is Riddich. And so I don't know if they're going to plan on platooning their goalies and splitting load, but at yep. this time it doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. And if Talbot's playing as tough as he had in preseason, then it's a good chance that that doesn't happen. If he rebounds, then they're probably in a pretty good place along that. Um, the Lucic for Neil. Neil trade, like I, I don't... I get why James Neal didn't work in Calgary. There's tons of rumors there about him and the coach or him in the locker room, and he wasn't yeah. playing top six minutes, so he was basically ineffective for them. So I understand that. I don't understand the purpose of bringing in someone like Lucic. I feel that considering his hands, considering how slow he is, um, even if he is out there hitting guys, I don't know if he's still effective enough. Him hitting the biggest guy on the LA Kings and they're like, oh, that sparked us. But that's that's the same rhetoric that used to come out of uh, come out of Edmonton all the time. That he would get things going. And the yeah. problem is, is right now he's engaged. Is he going to be engaged by the end of the season? Is he going to be engaged games. by the end of the summer? Is he going to be engaged when he's fighting like guys who he's friends with? And I don't know that that's true. I don't know that he will be. Can you support six million dollars even though you're only playing five and a half? Can you really pay five and a half million for a guy who's going to have like thirty points on your team? And I think that's I think that's a concern. stretch. You don't even. think he'll get 30? I think he'll get 30. <sighs> I bet you he'll get 30 I for sure. Know. I don't think he'll get a ton of goals, but I think he'll probably still get 30 points. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's got hands. I don't think he can shoot. He's not being put. It depends how they deploy him on the power play. See, I, I completely agree. And do they pl- deploy him on the power play? And I think the only way you can deploy him on the power play is if you, say, like, sit in front of the net. I, I think you put him on the second unit, and you maybe do that. But even in Edmonton, he wouldn't go in front of the net or he couldn't tip. He doesn't have the hands to do it. So I yeah. I don't know. Like, he had one really good power play year, which was an aberration year because he's never been good on the power play yeah. before or since. So at the end of the day, I do have my questions about that um i think their top six is scary as hell 
Uh, so right, I think, which would be Goudreau, Monaghan, um, Lindholm. Lindholm. Uh, they also and got Kachuk. Is it Kachuk? Is Bennett on that top six? No, no he's, no, he's, on he's the bottom, bottom six. six. Backland and I want to say Froelich, but I'm not Yes, I think sure. you're right. Uh, and they were looking to move some of those guys because I know they're tight to the cap too. But I feel that top six is very, very, very strong in Calgary. Um, I think they could do some damage. Right. Um, and I, I don't see them... I don't think Lucic by any means is ever going to do enough to like hurt the Calgary Flames winning. I just don't think he makes them a better team. No, I would agree. I think he adds toughness, which is what they're I they thought they wanted. They thought they wanted, which I maybe they do. Maybe they do, but uh that's about it. Yeah. That's about it cuz unlike you, I think he'll get around the 20 point mark. You think only 20? Yeah, I I don't think I he's bet you he's still be. good for 30 points, but I, I that's that's me. I don't know yeah. how, if he actually does or not. Uh, but the rest of the team is pretty damn good. Like, Goudreau was just shy of 100 points and is, even right now, I think he's, what's he got? He's He's been pretty decent so far. Goudreau. Yeah. So that's impressive. So I think, I think they're going to be another team that's going to do a lot of damage getting things going and push teams really hard through games and yeah. probably, potentially, lock themselves into a nice little... Uh, little playoff berth right at the end of each of these i'd like to just quickly do you think uh vancouver make the playoffs no no either do i uh calgary you think I, they I will i think they will yeah i think they're going to be a bubble team this year yeah. i i think they'll be i think they're probably going to be top like they're going to be one of the top three yeah. in the pacific whether they have more points in the other divisions they'll be one of the top three in the okay pacific. yeah um yeah pacific's looking not so good right now well it didn't look good last year either yeah but I don't. It depends how you look at it, right? Because Edmonton hasn't lost a game. Yeah. Anaheim hasn't lost a game. Those are both two Pacific teams. <laughs> yeah. So what is Vegas no, exactly. has lost only one game. Yeah. And that's Vegas a is team. two and one. Yeah. So, and Calgary is what one and two. I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, none of them are really uh, shining. Well, none of them are really out of it either. No, exactly. So, it's, it's it's too early. Yeah. So I don't think you can say that the Pacific doesn't look good. Because, yeah, Calgary, oh, so Calgary is 1-1-1. One, 1-1-1-1. One, and one. One, 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 one. Yeah, so that's not terrible. Yeah, three points. Three points out of six. 50%. Yep, that's about where a team is going to be at the end of the year. 50%. You think they're going to be at 50%? I think most teams will be, yeah. 50% of what? Total? Out of 160 points? Yeah. You think they'll be at 80? Yeah. You think Calgary's going to be at 80 points? No, I think they'll probably be around... I would bet you they're high 90s to 100 and some. Do you? Yeah, because the last couple of years, you've needed 100-some points to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little wavery on Calgary. I don't think they Why? made the... Well, I just don't think they made additions that are going to okay, really but, but heavily benefit their team. what did they give up that hurt them? It's going to be the real deal, and his like, name is James Neal. Yeah, but he didn't do anything for them. He had seven, no, you're right. He had seven points. Absolutely. He wasn't utilized the way he should have been utilized. Riddich has looked yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did, you, you don't necessarily need Mike Smith to carry the load if Riddich is going to be your number one and be right. good at it. So at the end of the Fair day, enough. I don't I don't see how their additions yeah. have okay. lessened them. That's I'll give them thought. a 95 points. 95 points should probably get, get them, them there. to the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, let's travel north here. Okay, uh, going up to QE2, scariest driving in Canada, uh, this far of the Coquihalla. And past that to Fort McMurray, the hardest. Uh, no. Yeah, God. But uh, go to Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton, and they've made a bunch of different changes as well. Um, some of their big additions weren't necessarily signings. Uh, they brought in a new coach, a new GM. Um, their signings were Josh Archibald, Marcus Granlund, Thomas mm-hmm. Yurko, surprise uh they traded uh lucic for james neal which was a great trade no matter what you look at it riley sheehan and mike smith uh and they got rid of milan lucic and jesse pliarvi ty ratty who is at best an all-star ahl player tobias reader who's now with calgary and on a two-way contract meaning he can go to the ahl for and not be grabbed from waivers meaning he is at best a a borderline one. Andre, Andre Secra, who is now with Dallas, and Dallas fans have not been happy about him. Anthony Stolars <laughs> and Cam Talbot. So the big switch has been Calgary has given or taken a lot of guys from Edmonton. Edmonton has taken some guys from Calgary. And they're really leaning heavily on a lot of European players, too, that they brought in, like uh, Joachim 
Joachim Nygaard, Nygaard. and um, Gaetan Haas. Haas, as well as Thomas Yurko, or Yurcho, as they're saying, I guess now. Yeah. Um, Yurcho was in the league, though. Yeah, he was. He played with Detroit previously, uh, so he was a product of and I think, Ken Holland I think before. he was in uh, Florida. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they've made a bunch of changes. Their changes are more along the lines of uh, addition by subtraction. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I heard, and this is from, I believe, Oilers now, where they were talking about uh, things that are going to benefit the Oilers, is that uh, Dave Tippett coming in has does not have any of the problems that Todd McClellan had or um, – Hell's his name? Ken Hall or uh, no 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 no. Uh, are you talking about Dallas Eakins? No, not Eakins. Why would I talk about Eakins? Has been gone for forever. Because um, there's been so many damn replaced, coaches that I'm repl- just uh, who replaced uh, Todd McClellan? Big guy. Oh, Hitchcock. Yeah, Ken Hitchcock. Ken Hitchcock. Uh, so they they don't have either of the problems that Ken Hitchcock or Todd McClellan had, which is what to do with Milan Lucic, what to do with. Uh, <laughs> Trying to plug players where they don't, they shouldn't exist. Yeah, and Pogliarvi being the other one. Yeah. So Pogliarvi goes to Europe, where he's scoring pretty well for his league, but he's in like what is probably at best a second-rate league. And I don't mean that insultingly. I just mean it's probably not as high quality as AHL hockey or KHL. So yeah. it's probably, or if at best, it's probably near AHL hockey. Right. So that's a big part of it. Um, so they don't have to plug him in and figure out how to make him go, and they don't have to deal with uh, what to do with Milan Lucic when you're paying a $6 million guy to score and he can't score. Yeah. So that's been part of it. So I think that monkey being off the back is helpful. Uh, James Neal is now in Edmonton as a goal scorer yep. where he's automatically going to get top six minutes. And, and he's definitely earned himself a role on the first power play unit. Yeah. Too. it's. I feel bad for Alex Jason. He gets the flu. They put James Neal on the top power play, and he scores like three out of his six goals on the power play. In three yeah. games on the power play, and it's like, yeah, well, that spot's his now. Like you just can't take a guy off it coming like that. So no, exactly. Uh, Jason will have a spot on the second power play unit, though. Yeah, I think he'll have one on the yeah. second unit, but there's not a lot of power on there. Unless like there's some other things they could do yeah. too, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, so that they've been a lot of things. Now, Pilon had a bunch of questions he sent in to yes. us, and one was, had Ken Holland done enough in the offseason to turn the Oilers around? Uh, I think the easiest answer would be, I don't know. I don't think you could judge it yet or even just buy those moves, but I think those moves are better than people think, uh, and I think the fact that he was able to move the Lucic contract is huge. Oh, it's massive. Because the Lucic contract, you couldn't buy out, you can buy out mm-hmm. James Neal. If James Neal is absolute garbage, which he hasn't been yet, but if he's absolute garbage in a year or two or even at the end of this year, you can actually buy him out and suffer less of a like and not and, and get some cap relief where you yeah. couldn't do that with Lucic because it was so bonus laden. Um, so I think that move is huge. Uh, he got rid of a problem and brought in something that they needed, even though it was a reclamation project. And Edmonton's had good luck with reclamation projects, in fairness to it. Yep. Um the signings are important because if you look at the guys who left, Tobias Reeder, Ty Ratty, those guys are not currently NHL players. And you brought in guys who have been a few years of NHL playing, right? Ty Ratty was always a cusp guy, always getting sent down. Uh, Tobias Reeder had basically had a really tough, tough two year. Two teams yeah. before getting to Edmonton and was supposed to rebound and then got zero goals. I have as many goals last season in the NHL as Tobias Reeder. Hey, me too. And, uh, uh, to to Sanjay, uh, Mr. Bollywood himself, he uh, made the great comment back to me, which was uh, when I said that um, I sent him a message saying James Neal has uh, as many goals <laughs> or as one less goal than uh, he had on the Flames all of yeah. last year. And his response yeah. was, yeah, well, Tobias Reader's already tied his total with the Oilers. <laughs> I was like, you need to send that tweet out. And he never did, but he should have. That would have been good, yeah. But yeah, so I think the fact that you're plugging the bottom lines with legit NHL players, uh, and then you brought in two Europeans who are older guys who have played in the league and could hopefully adapt better to plug the holes you couldn't, I think that they have a better chance because of those moves than they have had in the last two years when they traded away uh, guys who could score and NHL players for basically nothing. Yeah, and defensively they look more uh, 
in sync as a team. They're closing up the middle a lot and forcing teams to the outside, at least uh, the three games that I've watched so far this season. Uh, it's been interesting to watch. Uh, you don't see... I remember a lot of times last year I'd be on, kind of on edge. I'd be like, oh my God, when's the giveaway, giveaway going to happen? When is like, When are they going to cough it up? They look more confident with the puck. Uh, Darnell Nurse looks awesome. Um, Contract here. Yeah. He's going to cost a lot. Oh God, yeah. He's gonna cost six mil. That's my guess. Yeah, and six to seven. Um, Clefbaum looks good when he's healthy. Uh, Ethan Bear came in. He he looks really good. Like he was the aberration. Yeah. He wasn't even on like he was he wasn't even making the top ten prospects lists on a lot of yeah. on a lot of people's picks for the Oilers. Yeah. So, so it, it's been interesting. And then I I also like that uh, third line duo that shutdown duo of Matt Benning and uh, Chris Russell. A lot of people like to really kind of shit on Chris Russell. I think he has made a couple plays this year that have really benefited the team in the defensive zone. He's not afraid to lay out his body on the ice and, you know, block anything getting through. There's, and, a, there's a quote about shot blocking. I can't remember what it is, but it's like if you're blocking... You're playing um, in your defensive zone well, too much. Yeah, but there's a great quote about it. I just can't find it, but um, I, th- I think it's important to know, like, at least <laughs> he's a veteran D-man and whatever you think. Matt Benning, yeah. who is someone I'm not a huge fan of, uh, in Matt Benning's defense, I will say, uh, I will say, what uh, he's got one of the highest plus minuses in the NHL right now, so that's something to think about. What is it? Well, I think it's plus six. Oh my god! But that's pretty good. It's yeah, no, games. it is. It is in three games. That's huge. Uh, but I do, I do think, um, I do think. A lot of people are saying the goaltending is the weakness, and I understand why. Because having Mike Smith and uh, Miko Koskinen, yep. a guy who's been paid four million dollars off of nothing to run your goalie, is not a really strong suit. But I actually think the D is more scary to me than that. Um, Bears unproven. Uh, is it Legison that's playing right now? No, it's a uh, person. Person, yeah. Person's an older guy, but he's not exactly. Uh, rock and like a, a ton of experience either so there's yeah. a lot of question marks that are still there and i think that's where i'm kind of concerned more than i am the goaltending the goaltending has experience i don't know that all the d does i really don't so that yeah. one's kind of worried to me um you any concerns uh no i think you you re- like i i think they need a better seventh defenseman I don't think Brandon Manning's the answer there. It's a seventh. Um, well, exactly. I guess that's a cap thing too. Um, no, I I like how they look. Um, my question would be goaltending, and so far I'm quite happy with it. Uh, I you know you have the blips with Mike Smith passing it out and getting scored on, but you know it's guys getting used to. It's a team getting used to the way a brand new way a goaltender plays that they're really not used to. A lot of goaltenders yeah, well, don't handle the puck. And I'm he's... gonna say it straight up: the way he handled the puck against uh, against oh, the Kings yeah. was not horrible. Pretty. It was bad. It was not pretty. But the fact that they came back and won was kind of impressive. That was huge. So yeah. I'll take that at any time here. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the Calgary Flames uh, Instagram picture with the uh, yes the ketchup bottle ketchup bottle yeah the ketchup penis and how they've so... edited it out? No, they Sorry. didn't edit it out, did I just... they? Yeah, they have in some of their pros. Oh. But there was something I was looking for, uh, that quote or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, oh and the old ketchup explosion. And then I see, yeah, what I what I came across instead was the picture of the guy with the ketchup because I, I retweeted it and it, it made me laugh. So. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, let's move on to uh, Winterpeg. The Winterpeg <laughs> Jets who have had... Uh, a rough off season, I'd say. Yeah, it hasn't been great. They traded away uh, their top D, one of their top D-men in uh, Truba. Truba. And acquired uh, Panic? Is that what it is? Uh, Pionk? Pionk, yeah. And then right before the season started, they received notification that... Uh, Dusty Buffers. It needed some time away from the game to see if he actually wanted to, to play or not. Or if he wanted to just retire. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, that kind of... Uh, that kind of hurt them a lot because they were really counting on him to take big, big minutes mm-hmm. um, and be their guy. But he's apparently had an ankle injury and it hasn't been good. You hear lots of rumors. Some people say yeah. he was just up north hunting, but that doesn't mean he's coming back. It could just mean, like, I need to get my mind away from hockey. Apparently he's in Yeah, it was fishing, shape. wasn't he, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Um, they picked up uh, Anthony Potato, Gabriel Pitato. Bork, 
Uh, Andre, yeah, <laughs> potato, potato. Kibasov, Mark Letestu, who ate mustard on the bench. Um, yes. I'm pro-mustard. And I so am I. Twitter was an anti-mustard hotbed. It's like, such what the Bullshit. F? Just enjoy it. Who cares? It's a condiment. Uh, you know That has, enhances food to the fullest. Do you know who has a, a deathly fear of uh, mustard? Kendra. Yes. Yes, I know that. Fear. I know that. She To the point that somebody bought like 10 bottles and put it in the staff. And she's a foodie. Yeah. She loves good food. Except so I'm like, mustard. except mustard. Uh, they also lost uh, Ben Sherratt, uh Dano, Kevin Hayes, Matt Hendricks, retired. Uh, yep. Joe Morrow, Tyler Myers, which I think they probably would have held on that, to yeah. if they could have. Um, Brandon Tanev and then Truba. Um, they basically ran an AHL defense against the Pens and beat the crap out of the Pens. Four one, yeah, which was pretty impressive. Um, they got their guys. They got Kyle Connor locked up for was it five years, seven years? Uh, I think it's a seven year. Deal. Seven years, yeah. And then they got Line for, for two three? years. Is it two? two. It's two. two, right? It's two. Uh, and it's interesting to me because I, I, I think you can tell right away that Line doesn't like who he's playing with. You can also tell he doesn't necessarily want to be there long term. So my guess is is that Line is probably not long for uh, being there. And depending on how things are going, he will be traded for a defenseman on a, a signed deal. Like you trade him as long as he guarantees he'll sign an extension for like two or three years. Yep. And then they'll give up a defenseman for him. Because I'm betting that's what happens. They get a good defenseman, maybe a prospect I, I for you, him. Scoring's a, huge. It depends what you get, but I think you get Scoring's a hell of huge, a defenseman yeah. for him. I think so too. Yeah, uh, he's so streaky. Like, yeah, he was at how many points last year, and then just disappeared. He had the forever. worst streak last yeah, year. It was the worst streakiness. Bad. Yeah, um, and but the thing is too, you got to remember that you know you got that top line with Shifley and Wheeler on it. Very good. They're scary. A lot of people scary. feel though that line should be broken up to spread some of that depth out. As opposed right. to putting those two together. It's the McDavid, Dreisaitl uh, conversation, right? Right. McKinnon, Rantanen, and uh, um, uh, Landeskog type deal as well. Yeah, you got to figure out. So, like, that's that's one of the questions I think that are going to remain here about what to do with Winnipeg. Um, yeah. Winnipeg, though, I will give them credit. I think they're, they're a harder working team than people uh, give them <laughs> credit for. But I really yeah. do. I really do hope that this is uh, – a chance for them to uh like they were a team that had been like potential stanley cup winning team the last two years and i mean oh, that's they were favorites gotta, yeah that's got to take a toll and i think that's part of it on bufflin it's taken a toll on some of those other guys blake wheeler talked about how it was hurting his like personal life because he was so focused on winning and he had to take a step back and i wonder if that room just hasn't been fun deflated you know? a bit, yeah. yeah and maybe that's what hurt last year more than the first year and now you're caught in this part where you've lost some of those big pieces and i think it was jeff america said it was like they're spending a ton more money not to get better to stay the same or to get worse yeah because you have to and that's why i think honestly it's hard to let go of a 25 goal score but you might have to to improve your defense if, yeah. if you want to go somewhere now who's going to give you a defenseman i have no clue good luck number one defensemen do not grow on trees they're hard to find and a team like Pittsburgh, which had shopped Latang's name out there, they're, uh, it's highly unlikely that they're at this stage can actually give him up. And you're not going to take Jack Johnson for uh, Patrick Laine, that's for sure. So No, another team to think about would be kind of St. Louis with that uh, defensive depth. Right, but are you going to want to sign someone like Petrangelo for like a long-term deal when no, he's getting up there? Well, and especially when same... you've got a guy like Tarasenko who's a lot like yeah, Patrick Laine. And I shouldn't say Petrangelo Petr is getting up there, but by the time his contract's done, he will be. Like not yeah. this one, but the next one, he will right. be an old guy. Yeah, no, so that one's exactly. kind of interesting. Um, yeah. You're going to the Heritage Classic. I am going to the Heritage Classic. I'm taking my two oldest boys. Yeah, and I'm going yeah. with my cousin and his wife and my fiance. So it should be fun. I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah, well, and also my brother-in-law, his uh, youngest, and one of his buddies from the border. And nice. Yeah, so it should be. Should be good. We're up in the nose, 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 nose bleeds. That's uh, like hemorrhage territory. I'm told from a, a coworker who went to the one in Winnipeg that and she's like, it does not really matter. You can't see it at all. You just yeah. end up watching the screen and being out there for the atmosphere. So I'm excited yeah. for that part of it. Yeah, so am I. And like, I, I know people in Calgary who are like, well, I don't want to spend that money to go. And I'm like, the last time you guys had one that you could go to where you were host or right there was when 
Mika Kiprasov and Jerome McGinley were your uh, were your two players on your team. That was your mainstay. You're not guys, going yeah. to get one again anytime no. soon. So you need to be smart about that. Um, the Ottawa Senators continue to be the turmoil team of Canada. They got a new head coach in DJ Smith. Um, they brought in Jack Capuano as an associate coach. Same owner. I thought that's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, still the same owner. <laughs> they picked up uh, Artem At- uh, Anisimov, who I think is a good third line center, but yeah. he's probably declining at this point. Connor Brown is a good third line, fourth line player. Tyler Ennis, who's found some magic again in Toronto last year. Ron Hainsey, who seems to still be a stalwart. And uh, Nikita Zaitsev, who just wanted the hell out of Toronto. Um, oh, God. They and, just shat on him like crazy last year. Oh, yeah. They picked their one defenseman, and he was it. Speaking, was it. speaking him of and, defensemen people are going to shat on, Cody Cece is now a Toronto Maple Leaf member. Yes. Mike Condon's gone from goalie. Uh, and the rest of the team, like Magnus Payarvi, Tom Pyatt, and Zach Smith, it really doesn't matter. They didn't no. really get rid of much. Yeah. Um, and they got uh, Anthony DeClaire as well, which is another notable kind of... Yeah, he's a name that was big that's never really pulled out anything yet. So that's kind of an interesting yeah. uh, move on that part. Um, oh, Anders Nilsson, I see. Yeah, in, in goal. Yeah. Yeah, he's still there, him and Anderson. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I wonder, like, the Senators, I think, are still a bus team. This year, though, they'll at least oh, for sure. have the benefit of their pick. Um, there was speculation that Robert Kraft might buy the team because some girl with the last name tweeted the team, and everyone thought it was his daughter or granddaughter. And oh it was God. like, no, it's just someone with the same last name. Yeah. Good times. They can be fun to watch, but that's about the extent of it. The uh, you watch... huge. They, they signed, yeah. uh, what's his name? Their, go- uh, their defenseman there. Um... Oh, um, Shabbat. Shabbat. Thomas that's, Shabbat. That's been a huge thing. Because yeah. now they have a defenseman who might become a number one defenseman in a couple years yeah. locked down. The You've lockdown got your core chuck. kind of, your core is beginning to, to feel, get yeah. there, right? We've got a forward and a defenseman in that core, and... That's it. Like, you know, you look at what they're missing with, like, the subtraction of Mark Stone. Right. Like, that was huge. huge That's a piece to give up. That's a really hard, you know, pie to bite. Yeah. That that is a big one. So, I like, the team's not going to be – they're going to be – I don't know if they're going to be better than last year. They they got some veterans. They got some guys who are going to work and know the system. I don't know how good they'll be, but I think they're going to surprise people for some games because I'm mm-hmm. sure they're going to work hard, and I think that's the foundation they're going to lay. Yeah. And Smith was a, th- a sought-after coach. Like, lots of people wanted him, so. Yeah, which is good. At least gives him a kind of a, a shot. I really don't have much to say on this. Either do I. You know, Senators are Canada's best forgotten team. Probably. Uh, most times people ask you to name – uh, all of Canada's NHL teams, which is the one you're going to forget, and you're going to be like, oh, I know there's one more. There's yeah, it's one probably more. Ottawa. It's Ottawa. Um, we didn't. We skipped over this for the last two teams, but do you playoffs. think Edmonton makes the playoffs? I do think they make it this. I year. do too, but I think yeah. they make it in like an eighth seed. That's just my safe bet. But I feel like they're they have, not that they have great horses, but I feel like as long as the bottom's not hemorrhaging, they'll be fine. Does yep. Winnipeg make the playoffs? I think they're bubble. Yeah. Because uh, say. yeah. I, I think they've got injuries. They've had guys down. I really don't it, know. I, it, I think they might not be this year. It just completely depends on that defense. Yeah, if Bufflin comes back uh, and comes back early, like 20 games early, then I think that's a huge boon to that team. Yeah. Because uh, scoring-wise, they're fine. Um, and they're a fun team to watch. Like, I've seen Winnipeg a couple times in the last little bit, and they are fun to watch. Actually, yeah. I'm going to go over uh, Remembrance Day long weekend again. We're going to go and uh, – I got tickets to the game to see them play Dallas. Nice. Excited to see Dallas. I think they'll be good. Well, they're supposed to be good, but I think they'll be a cool team to see. So. Oh, yeah. There's that. Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa, no. And lastly, uh, Sportsnet's own, TSN's own, Toronto Maple Leafs. Not lastly. They're the last team. Oh, yeah, about. Montreal. Oh, well, I guess you're right. We did miss one. Yeah. Um, well, let's do Toronto, and then we'll do Montreal. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so not, not much lastly. to say. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, big acquisitions were basically signing Marner. Um, that was the hugest thing because that was the other part there that they yep. needed to kind of get done in the summer. Um, the, oh. the other huge acquisition was getting rid of Cadre, uh, which you know is a fan favorite in oh, Toronto, true, and yes. the acquisition of Tyson Berry was pretty huge because Tyson Berry was an impactful defenseman and a number one defenseman in Colorado. So now you've got these two offensive outputting. 
uh, heavy duty defenseman in Toronto on a one two punch. Yeah. You like, move Zaitsev, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. Like that's a that's a pretty good yeah. move. Let's see who they all brought in. Kerfoot um, was in part of that trade as well. A lot of these guys on this list I have here aren't really on the team. <laughs> they're guys that were invited to camps and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Tyson Berry, Cody Cece was brought in. Kevin Gravel, I believe, stuck around. Uh, Kerfoot was brought in on the trade with uh, Tyson Berry. Uh, Schmaltz, Shore, and Spezza. Yeah. And they got rid of um, – when they brought in Neuwirth uh, as a uh, PTO. Um, who is their backup goalie right now? Isn't it Hutchinson? Is it – I think it is Hutchinson. It's Hutchinson You're right. Isn't it? It's Sanderson, yeah. Hutchinson. Yeah. And they got rid of Brown, NS Gardner, who signed in Colorado, helping them. Yeah. Uh, Ron Hainsey, who is with the other team. Uh, Ottawa, Nazim Kadri, who's now in uh, uh, Colorado. Colorado. And did we say Gardner, who went to yeah. Carolina? Yep. Patrick Marlowe, okay. who's now signed again with the Sharks, Sharks. just as of yesterday. Yep. Garrett Sparks, who's an AHL goalie that was given two shots, and Zaitsev, who's now there. So that's kind of some big ones there. Their, their free agents acquisitions kind of weren't anything great. Spezza, who clearly Babcock hates and won't let him play because oh. guys who are at the end of their career and aren't as good to him, he will just bag on them. Uh, Spets, you want to play against your old team? But the, t- <laughs> the two biggest stories on this team are either the fact that they have a lot of guys potentially overpaid, uh, and not saying that they're not good players, but just – that players of near equal value or a little bit better or a little bit worse sign for a lot less yeah. in other markets and sometimes longer. And that Austin Matthews dropped his pants to a woman who was alone in her car at like 2 in the morning with a group of males harassing It was a police officer. Well, no, it was the off- the security lady at the building, I believe. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Not, she reported it to the police. Not a yeah. smart move. Uh, no, it was dumb. and um, Just the- wanted to see what she'd do. Is that what he said? Oh, yeah, it was something like that. Something along those lines. Oh, I, I never heard what he said, but I just, like, the fact that he didn't tell the team that this was coming and it, they found out oh, on Twitter. Problem. That probably pissed a lot of guys off oh, on, yeah. on that organization. And I don't mean, like, players, but I mean, like, management. I think that was a, a big mistake uh, on his part. Doing it was oh, a huge if, mistake. If I was Kyle uh, Dubas, I would have been pissed right off. But right, like, right? To, like, to keep it to yourself, like, Shanahan, so yep. dumb. Yeah. And there's lots of rumors, like, did that affect his captaincy? I don't think so. I, don't I think, think Tavares take... was getting that. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you have John Tavares there for the next, like, several years. You only have Austin Matthews for at least five. You can only guarantee five years with him. Yeah. And you might as well give it to a guy who's been a legit captain and a very good captain by all accounts. He understands what he needs to do in that role. So I think that was the right choice. Um, yeah. What do you think about any other acquisitions or moves? Yeah, I think, um, you know, looking at that team, you've got your mainstay guys in, you know, Tavares, Riley, Marner, Matthews, Nylander's finally stepped up and become kind of that player because he's not starting in December. And uh, But some guys that uh, kind of are sticking out in terms of not producing uh, at the beginning of this year is uh, Kasperi Kapanen. He's had a tough start this year, weirdly enough, hasn't he? Yeah, but he it's has. It's only three or four games. So no, it's exactly. It's hard to really be on him. But they, even the news articles are like... Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah, he's yeah. going to lose his spot on dun, that. Dun, dun, like, On that wow. top two lines. But uh, another guy, Trevor Moore, has been uh, really good for them as well, who's got to kind of step up and play in that uh, third, fourth line role as well. Um, you know, it baffles my mind how uh, defensively unsound they are at times when you look at that defensive core because they should be better than they are in their end and I think Anderson really bails them out a lot. But you get a goalie that plays that much and sees that many shots, he's going to get played out. That's the problem. He's been played out every year. He's been played exactly. over 60 games every year and it's like come playoffs, does he have the juice? But I don't think I think if Toronto's smart, they're not going to chase a title. Like they've been trying to be like the top team or all these other things. Don't just don't like get your backup goalie going there. Try to get your guy at least playing, but don't Mm -hmm. overplay him. You don't need you don't need to finish first in your division or second in your year. And end up playing the Bruins no matter where the hell you finish. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, and could it be a coaching thing as well? You know, you see Babcock's had a hell of a time getting out of the first round. Period. You know, like since uh, he's been with Toronto. Since he's been with Toronto, he can't. You could just make the argument that he can't beat the Bruins. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, no, it's a, it's an interesting team. They're definitely making the playoffs this year. They've got the firepower to sustain that. They've shown that over the last two years. Um, They've 
got a good leadership core. They're they've got some of the greatest scorers in uh at, in defensemen in the NHL. You know, I they're a shoe in. Yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs, no doubt. I think, actually, they're probably the best bet to win the cup out of the Canadian teams. Yeah. Um, and I, I still think they have some maturing to do. So, yeah. I like I don't know how long the window's open. I think it's it's open this year for sure. Uh, it's definitely open the next couple of years because mm-hmm. that core is so good. Um, but the problem I think that people forget is is like so much can happen. A guy can get injured. Like if Matthews is injured, which he is every season for a little bit. But if like Marner's injured, if Barry goes down, if Anderson goes down, Riley, your team, Riley, your team's in some serious trouble. But you can say that for every team. I get yep. that. But I do kind of wonder because backup goaling hurt them last year. Um, and, and there are a ton of players on that team that are, aren't what they should be. The thing is the least top six are so good that they could probably keep scoring even if they get behind. But yeah. I don't know how great the bottom six is going to be or the bottom pairings for preventing goals from happening. Because you don't always have the advantage of uh, being the guy to right. set up the being the guy to set up the uh, the face-offs and, and to get your line out there against the guys you want. So, I don't know. I, 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 I do think they have some questions, though. Yeah. But I do think they're still the strongest team. Right. And then, lastly, we're going to go to the Montreal Canadiens. Bonjour. Yeah. So, tell me about Montreal. Well, we all know their greatest asset is their goalie, Carey Price. Um, True. You know, if anything, he's going to steal you. Uh, a fair amount of games this year. Yeah, I can keep you, you in games you probably yeah. have no business of being in. No, I I also think that you've got a, a game changer in Shea Weber when he's healthy and feeling good. He's a scary guy to watch. Also with um, Max Domi. I think Max Domi is like such a gamer. I He brings an energy that I don't think you see on every team. Um, whereas like you see someone like Druen, who I now believe is overrated, who I think, you know, doesn't add, he might be that like kind of crutch on a team that people are like, okay, you know, like Tampa Bay was willing to get rid of him. He was kind of that locker room guy. So like, what's, I, I think, I think Druen, like they've, they've changed how he's being placed. He's going to be getting third line minutes as the yeah. scorer on there. He's a smaller guy. They're not exactly big up front. I think that's a good role for him. He's going to have easier matchups, and he's going to produce, and it's worked out decent so far. Yeah. Um, I just think you're right. Like I think he's overrated. I don't think he's as bad as people are saying, but I think you just have to look at that, it. Yeah. Like Sam Bennett was like fourth overall. Sam right. Bennett isn't a top six forward at this stage of no. his career. He's a bottom six forward. That doesn't mean he's not good at his job, right? Yeah. And I think Druen much like Galchenyuk, much like other guys, maybe Montreal just isn't really good or Bergeron isn't really good at putting guys in the right spot. You know, he grabs a guy and he says, you're going to be this. Maybe they aren't, you know, maybe they just aren't. But they they do have a hell of a coach in Claude Julien. Like, yeah, you can't argue. He's got a good history, but there's lots of people to say that his style of coaching isn't, isn't congruent to making things great anymore either. Right. And like, could that be the same with a guy like Mike Babcock? They, uh, they moved, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They uh, got Riley Barber, Ben Sherratt, Nick Cousins, Keith Kincaid, which is actually a pretty good steal. That is goal. a that's a good backup. Yeah. And uh, their off season, they lost Jordy Ben, which is probably going to hurt them. Uh, Antti Niemi, who had a sick glove hand, despite him being a so-so goaltender, the guy had an amazing glove hand. He played well and in Montreal. Andrew Shaw. Yeah, yeah, he did. He He's did. just Shaw he went back to Chicago. Yeah, he's back yeah. in Chicago, which, I mean, they were all happy about. I don't know if oh, that yeah. makes it better. And they also picked up uh, Cole Caulfield in uh, their draft, which is a pretty good grab, to be honest with you, even though he might not have been rated highly by them. Right. Um, You think they make the playoffs? Uh, the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah. I... That's such a weird division because... It's pretty like wide open and high scoring. I don't think it's like it's a faster pace in the East. I think they push. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they make it, but I think they push. And I put a lot of the onus on that, on Carey Price. We're getting uh, long in the tooth here in our time. So we're going to hit a couple (laughs) quick things here. Uh, Malkin, you think he should be traded? Why? I don't know. I think you cut your law. Like, has it come to a point where... You cut your losses when you can actually get something really valuable in return. He's constantly injured, 
constantly getting injured. Um, he's done your franchise well with three cups. He's been a perfect one-two punch with Sidney Crosby. But the man is... Has he played a full season? Played, played like one full season? Yeah. Like I, I, I see, don't know. I see the point of his injury. The wear and tear. There's you know? a guy who was, who was left off the top 100 NHL players who probably should have been on it. Um, Malkin, right? Yeah. yeah. He... Yeah. He's a game changer, and whenever one of them's injured, the other guy steps, steps up. up. Uh, so right now, like he's hurt, and he didn't have a great season last season. But I still like if you think about how many times the Pens have made the playoffs, how many times they've won the playoffs, they probably have like an extra four years of hockey in them. Those yep. two players, and like it's a matter of time before it happens. I just don't think. I don't know what you'd get from Malkin. Like, I think you could get a lot. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, see, and that's but what, what I'm saying. what team is going to be able to take it partially? And and is that best for the Penguins to let go of those people? Yeah. Like, was it better for the Penguins to have let go of Yager? Probably not. Like, I mean, that guy played for forever, right? Like, how do you know when's time? I don't know that you do. But right. You can even say the same with Kessel. Yeah, but Kessel's, like, Phil Kessel? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, um he was pretty integral with those two cups as well just recently. Yes, but also you know. did not get along with Malkin. Yeah, which uh, is another. was very hard with the coach. Yeah. The guy who was the go-between was running his own team now, and yeah. they're not doing great yet. But it's only three games in, so who gives yeah. a crap? No, exactly. Uh, hot starts, uh, cold starts. So some teams that are hot right now, Edmonton, obviously, uh, with James Neal having like six goals, one shy of his total. Um, Last if he year, gets yeah. 60 points, he'll actually surpass – Lucic's point total for the last two years. Uh, true story. Um, He's got a really good shot at doing that. Gibson, the goaltender in Anaheim, <laughs> yes. they've had a hell of a hot start. He has like a nine, a point nine seven save percentage. Yeah, they've got his, a his three average game is like point nine well. two or nine three. Um, Carolina, four Carolina game. is burning up on yep. fire, and uh, I would say Math, uh, Mantha, and uh, Zabinijad have been pretty on fire here too oh, so, definitely be the stars of the week yeah yeah so if you look at those starts teams and players who continues their hot trend who doesn't um i'm gonna completely shut off uh detroit because i don't think detroit is good enough yet so i don't think mantha can keep up that pace i think zabanajad's gonna be solid for the year if he can stay healthy and then out of all those teams who can keep up that pace um Carolina sort of scares me. I think they're good, and I think they're going to push for the playoffs again. I don't think they're worn down from last year. I think they're energized. You know, they brought back the storm surge. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's good for the team, and it's good for the fans in that city. And I, I think they can keep it up. The Ducks, I'm a little suspect on. Because... Mm-hmm. You look and you're like, where's the offense coming from? They've always been a particularly defensive team, but you also need to score in order to win. Right. And then Edmonton, they have the pieces. It's how well can those pieces fit together for the duration of the year and what kind of streaks can they put on? Right. Um, <coughs> I, I I agree that Carolina is probably the team most likely. I don't think they're a bubble team. I think they're a legit team. The yes, defense I do too. got better. Uh, their goaltending is playing really well. Their hardworking team, which is, I think, the thing you yeah. you don't think of them as a skilled team, but they do have skill. But they're also very hardworking. They're legit. Um, Gibson is an outstanding goaltender. He will be good the whole season. I don't believe he will be able to maintain this current pace. So I imagine that's going to slip. But people had really written them off, and maybe they're not as bad as we thought. But I don't see them maintaining this pace. I don't see Edmonton maintaining this pace either. Um, James Neal's got like a, a, a 40, 49% yeah, shooting. shooting. Yeah. yeah, so that's not <laughs> yeah. going to last. Uh, and so he's going to trail off, which is fine. Um, it's just that legitimately he's probably going to – I think he's got a chance to – he's going to have over 20 goals if, he's, if he plays – even half decent yep. most nights. I think he should have, especially if he's on the top power player. Yeah. So that's great. Um, Edmonton is probably going to regress on the other end eventually. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know about, I think, I don't know about Zibinijad. I really don't. And I, I think Mantha is a very underrated player. I would um, agree. The four so, goals would suggest that, but, uh, I, I, I think Detroit know. will surprise people. I I think that they they might not be a playoff team, but they're 
they're gonna battle hard. Just the magic touch of Iserman. Um, which is your favorite of the new retro jerseys, or the new jerseys, or the retro jerseys? Which are your top three? Do you want oh. me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Is that it? Is that are we talking alternates of this year or just yeah, like alternates period? of this year? Because I haven't seen many. You haven't seen them? Not many of uh, them. You look it up, and I'll go okay. for my three. Um, what are they called? They're called the retro jerseys. Yeah, we'll just go the NHL alter, or alternate jerseys for this year. Uh, my f- my number three uh, jersey okay. is going to be. Um, well, this one's a little bit weird, <coughs> but it's actually going to be the St. Louis Blues retro one. It's an ugly as hell jersey, but it's kind of cool to see. It's the Gretzky one. My number two is the Canucks black skate logo. I think that is probably one of the best jerseys of all time and should get more recognition and my number one is the retro la kings white jersey i think it is fantastic which one's that the la the gretzky kings? yeah the la kings oh, okay. Gretzky like chrysler logo one they're bringing it back this year i think that is probably the best of them just because that's such okay. a beautiful jersey <coughs> that the canucks the two retros and then i like the the blues old retro um just because i think it's it's kind of a neat one, and you don't really see it. So, you, um, mine. I'm going to say, I do really like the Oilers third. I like the blue, uh, the orange on blue with no white. I I really like it. I have a hat that has that kind of symbol on it with the blue and no white. So that's one. I know Homer. Um, we're also looking at. I kind of like the Jets as well. They're going back to actually, a the, darker blue. The Jets and Calgary both have great ones. Actually, yeah. I would say I like the Calgary Flames white better than the Blues one. So I'm going to change my answer. Push the Blues to like a fourth. Calgary Flames red or white one retro. Yep. That's that's one of the best jerseys too. Sweet. So, yeah, that Kings one's pretty deadly too. The Kings um, one's the best. I also kind of don't mind the Sabers. Gold. Gold. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It kind of almost reminds me too much a little bit of. Uh, um the golden knights but i don't mind it at all i'm just flipping through a bunch of them and i love i i do like the skate of uh the canucks but yeah i think there's better do you want to load up uh load up questions from pilon and then we'll just end on that because we're getting long yep. here but uh, i got them we have a new <coughs> segment right because pilon's not here today my phone's at one percent so yep. it's not gonna last uh called pilon's pusings instead of musings because he's not here now we answered his first two questions whether ken holland had done enough in the off season and or if you think the, he was trying to tank yeah i don't know why you would no. say that no one never like in all the oilers crap i read i've never seen anyone say like wow ken holland's really trying to tank he just he had no cap space in a garbage team so you can't really yeah. trade good pieces for better pieces right or... second question was do you think the leaves upgraded on defense or got worse uh in your in your top four yes in your bottom probably not but i think where you got worse agree. was like your bottom your bottom six forwards and where you drastically improved was tyson berry uh yeah. coming in and zaitsev now you just got to keep him and then probably trade yeah. away Nylander. oh <laughs> it's true <laughs> thoughts on the new rule that teams get a penalty for a failed challenge. Yep, you're delaying the game. So, And every time they challenge, they should be very, very, very knowledgeable about it, but it is slow the game down, and that's what the yeah. problem with the challenge in the first place. I like it. I like penalizing on a failed challenge because, yeah, it does. It slows down, kills momentum. What do you think Ryan's answer is for 1, 2, and 3? Ryan's answer is absolutely. Ken Holland was trying to tank. Yeah. Um, number two, do you think the Leafs upgraded on defense or got worse? Absolutely upgraded. Yeah, there's Gold, a reason Golden he has Boys. a he got a Tyson yeah. Berry jersey. <laughs> and then did he? No. Oh yeah. Uh, and thoughts on the new rules? Uh, teams get a penalty for failed challenge. Ryan really likes to watch things over and over and over again in slow motion on every yeah. type of angle, so he can find the pad, statistical angles, measurements on everything. It's amazing how He's a guy. Pissed. Amazing how a guy with a theater degree loves numbers so much. That's right. I called you out. Does he have a theater degree? No, he quit. No, he's early. got the journalism. He's a journalist. Journalist. Legitimize our podcast, Ryan. He's sitting there journaling about everything. <laughs> dear, journal, yeah, dear journal. The Leafs dear. are gonna win the cup <laughs> this year. Same entry every year since he was like five. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the next question? The next one is which team that made the playoffs last year doesn't make it this year? Okay, I loaded up the bracket, but like I said, my phone's probably gonna die. Um, so these are the teams that made it last year. Okay. 
Uh, now that it's reloading. Um, Predators and Dallas. Okay, I think they both have a good shot at making it. Yeah. Uh, Jets, St. Louis. Both have a good shot at making it. Jets, Jets might fall off. Jets probably don't, uh, if anyone. Calgary and uh, Colorado. Uh, both have a good chance of making it. I think they both yeah. do. Sharks and Vegas. Uh the Sharks keep going like they are, man. They're done. I think Vegas makes it. I don't think the Sharks are going to make it this year either. Yeah. I, I really don't. Um, let's go with this one. Uh, Lightning and uh, Columbus. I don't think Columbus makes it. Me either. Boston and the Leafs. Both make it. Uh, Washington and Carolina. Both make it. Both make it. Islanders and Penguins. Oh, I, I could this see, is tough. I, I could see, see them both. I don't see it. the Islanders making it. I actually, I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I think their goaltender was so good, and they let it, they really degraded that section. Yeah. Um, and I, I, if the Pens lose Malkin, and their back end is as terrible as it is, that they're trying to shop out defenders to bring in other people, I, I think the Pens could miss this year. Yeah. And Matt Murray, I mean, God, the guys like literally falling apart. And then, which teams that didn't make the playoffs last year make it this year? Well, we've already we both said we think Edmonton will make it. Yeah, homers, um, homers. Yeah. Yep. I else in the West, honestly, I I don't know. I would have actually thought Car- or the Coyotes would be better this year, but they've had a terrible start. So that's yep. a team that I think maybe as things go will get better. But it could be Anaheim too. So yeah. Also, Buffalo, I could see kind of pushing. Buffalo for... in the East, I think under Ralph Kruger will be yep. way better. Um, who else in the East is going to shine this year? Mm, I th- Florida. Florida, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're not there yet, but I think when it's time, they're gonna they're gonna knock yeah. some people. I also I also think New York could pop in. Yeah, the Rangers they've are upgraded better. their D. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's some options for you. Ryan Pilon says he thinks it's going to be the Coyotes. Toronto. Toronto's going to make it. Toronto's going to make it. It's going to be the Coyotes that make it, and his teams in the East are going to be. He doesn't think who's that garbage. Boston's going to make it. He doesn't think Boston's going to make yeah, it. Yeah, no. He? Boston's and stupid. he thinks that um, the the what are they? Uh, damn it! The Columbus Blue Jackets yes, are going to win the cup. Pro That's Blue what he Jackets said, yeah. this year. And he loves loves the Senators because I said that's on the them team now, he kept so, saying yeah. he thought it was going to win. He's like Sen- dark horse, yeah. just in fantasy, just kept taking. Yeah. Them. Ottawa yeah. Senators going to jump on their horses. Get up in your high horse, man. Yeah. God damn All right. you. Well, I think we're going to end it there because even Sounds though we have good. other things, we'll just probably pack them into some other week if we ever get a chance to do this again. Considering we didn't do it since February, it's unlikely to hear from us ever again. All right. <laughs> with that, I'm Baron. And I'm Adam. Thanks for listening if you are listening. Yeah, take care. I bet you we have like six listens. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Bye, guys.